Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you do care. Father, always heavy hearts across the room. And Father, they're not unnoticed by you. And Father, you care for each individual need. Father, small and great, the needs that are across the room, I pray, Father, that some of those needs be met this morning through the word of God. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. The book of Hebrews in chapter number 13, please. Hebrews chapter 13. Last chapter of Hebrews. It's going to be towards the end of the New Testament before the book of James there, a little book tucked in there for the book of James. We're in Sunday school this morning, but the book of Hebrews right before that one in chapter number 13. The title of the message this morning is Continue. Continue. Verse number one of chapter 13. Let brotherly love continue. If you look over to uh, verse number 13 of Hebrews chapter 13. Let us go forth therefore unto him without the camp bearing his reproach. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. But to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for, what is, uh, for that is unprofitable for you. Pray for us that we, uh, that we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly number one this morning the path of continuing four things I don't know if I'll get to all, all four this morning I may but we'll, we'll see how time goes the first one though I would like to tell you is continue in prayer one of those things that we're often commended in the Bible or commanded in the Bible is things that we what pray without ceasing Pray without ceasing. Number one, continue in prayer. In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, it says this, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplications. They continued in one accord. Of course, we're talking here early on in the, the beginning of the, the day of the church, the book of Acts chapter 1, and we see the people here is, of course, the Lord has ascended and has is, is been taken away from them. And they're meeting together and they've been called together in the Holy Spirit of God that came upon in that time. And people were hearing the gospel in their own language, even though they were speaking in another language. They were hearing it in their own, just a miracle that was done there in the book of Acts. And during this span of time, we find a church that was extremely unified and the Holy Spirit of God could move freely. And was a church that had great, great results as many, many, 3,000 on that day came to the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. They had a unified body. They continued. They spent much time in prayer. If you recall, they were staying in. They were in prayer before this great day happened, and so they were called upon to pray without ceasing. We see it in the scriptures, and they brought to them a great unity. Prayer will keep your focus on the things that matter. It will bring your focus to things that truly matter in life. 
sometimes those things that you may be focusing on and you're praying for perhaps is a financial need but nothing is going to get that need met any more than you're, you're spending time in prayer asking God to give you wisdom maybe asking God to help you with work maybe asking God to meet the need through another availability somebody might help you but praying asking God for the needs in your life and these folks the Bible says they continued in prayer as I said we're commanded to pray without ceasing I would call us on this morning continuing your prayer prayer keeps us focused on who we belong to when you come to the Lord you come to God in prayer what are you doing you are admitting that he is because you came to him in prayer you're admitting that God is there you're admitting that God can meet your need and you come to him in prayer and so there's so many things that happen when we come to God in prayer it's admitting that you need God I'll tell you there's nothing nothing more important in your life than coming to the Lord in prayer there's so much about it that pleases the Lord but you're acknowledging who he is that he is God and you acknowledge that he can hear your prayers and that he can answer your prayers it's acknowledge that you know him amen you're calling out to him you know he's there you know he's hearing you so much is going on when we pray we lay down our will when we pray and hopefully we submit to what the will of God is as we go in prayer prayer is just one of those things that the very basic of it is admitting that I need help from God and I come to him how I come to him humbly I don't think too many folks come to the Lord Jesus Christ in prayer prayer and they come with a proud spirit when you come to the Lord I think there's something naturally humbling about it that you're bringing yourself in humility and calling on God it might just be a routine of prayer that you have and that's certainly something that's very important that you have a routine of prayer but I would tell you that when you come even if it's in a routine manner on a daily prayer time don't forget to humble yourself when we come out of need we're always humbled aren't we we call when we have a problem we call when trials are in our life and there's many many possibilities of the needs in the room this morning but when we come when we're in need for something we come very humble you'll find yourself perhaps depending on the need that you might find yourself on your face before God as humble as you possibly can think to come to him because your need is so great and when we come to God there's so many things that we're admitting that are good things to admit when we pray we lay down our will that might be the most important thing and we submit to God is we lay down our will and say God I don't have the answer I don't know which way to go I need you I need you God nothing like prayer God often will give you your answer to the prayer while you're praying because sometimes the need that we have is not so much the need that when we kneel we realize the need is much different than what we thought it was we thought the need was for this 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 and this and after we spent some time in prayer we realized that wasn't the need that I had my need was met because I came and spent time with God 
And sometimes you think, well, I got to come to God because I had this need. And then when you spend time with God, you realize that need is not even important. It seemed important. It seemed like, boy, I got to have this. But as, as you knelt in prayer, you realize there was something way more important in spending time with God than what this need was. Sometimes we, we elevate things in our life that we think are so important. But when we come to God, sometimes we think, boy, what a, fr what a frivolity to even bring this to God. It's, it's not even something that's a real, a real need in my life. It's just something I'm coming to God with that I want. And sometimes in prayer, you're going to find that there, your need is met just spending time with God. Ladies and gentlemen, our theme for this year is called Draw Me Nearer. You see it on the banners, Draw Me Nearer. There's no place that you're going to go that you're going to be drawn nearer to God than when you go to him in prayer. The song says that he's all we need. Christ is all I need, all I need. When we come to God, we find that our needs are sometimes met just by being with him and speaking out to him and realizing, you know what, God? I know where the problem is. I think I just solved it. The problem is it's me, O oh Lord. <laughs> Standing, the song says standing in the need of prayer, but sometimes it's just that we needed to be in prayer and coming to God and bringing the needs that we have, and then we find that Christ is indeed all that we needed was him. I would like you to have this thought in your mind, though, that when we pray, we lay down our will, and we're submitting to God, realizing that God has the answer, and we do not. Prayer is an act of faith. He that comes to God must believe what? That he is. That he is, that he exists. I don't know of anything in life that's probably more important than prayer. I would certainly put the next thing next to it, and maybe they're equals, but I would tell you the word of God and prayer. But I would tell you prayer will draw you to the word of God. Prayer will bring you to the word of God. You, you spend some time with God, you're going to think, you know what, I want to hear from God. I want to just, I just don't want to talk to him. I, I want to hear from him. And prayer, I think, will bring you to the scriptures. It'll bring you for a desire. Sometimes you feel, boy, I don't like reading the Bible. If you'll pray for a few minutes, you're going to find that the Bible is looking mighty, mighty attractive. Just spending some time alone with God in prayer. We access the power of God through prayer. There's things that we desire, not so much for our own benefit, but things that we desire as a church, as individuals, as people that know Jesus Christ as Savior, we have a great desire for others to come to know him. And we, we, we long for people to know him. And uh, yesterday there was a few folks that were saved yesterday. And what a, what a great blessing it is to see when people give their hearts to the Lord Jesus Christ. It's, you know, when you know Christ as your Savior, there's something about it. You just, you, you realize, how do you go through life without him? I, I mean, I just, I can't, I, I don't know where that, I don't know what that looks like. I got saved as a small child at age five. But if you don't know Christ this morning, I, I, I really, I don't even know how to relate to that. I, I don't know how you go through life without knowing God, without knowing his son, Jesus Christ, and knowing him as your savior. I mean, let's just face it, life is hard. 
I mean, even even if if you you, you look at folks and, and you can kind of say, well, these folks they, they got a great life or they got an easy life. They got this. I, I'm I'm telling you, there's no such thing. We don't any of us get through this life without heartache and sorrow. None of us do. We're gonna. Those are things that just are part of life, right? That's we live in a sin cursed world and we live here and disease and poverty and all these things. Sometimes they land in our lives. And so, as believers. We have the power of God. I, I, I would challenge you this morning, if you don't know Christ as your Savior, don't, don't go through a life like that. Trust Christ as your Savior. Know that you have somebody that you can come to in prayer that desires to hear your prayers, wants to hear from you, desires to answer your prayers. The Lord Jesus Christ, God the Father, the Holy Spirit of God, the Comforter, these three in one, the Trinity we call it, the, the answers to our prayers often is just that, spending time with God and walking away with the peace of God, knowing that we have laid our burden at his feet and we have the peace of God in our life. We have men's prayer meeting on Saturday morning uh, once a month and have breakfast and time of fellowship together at breakfast. It's just a great time. But the reason for the meeting is coming to God with prayer, in prayer, and asking for needs that are met, that they would be met. Calling on folks, and calling out the name of folks in our church that are, that are struggling for a variety of reasons and, and things that happen in life that are hardships for our people that we know here at church. Or, and then folks that are outside the church whose names are called that we pray for. We need to be people of prayer. I, I, I don't know how much to emphasize, I can't emphasize it enough, how much we need to be in prayer. It will bring you close to God. It will make your path a lot better just knowing that you have brought your need to God and that God hears you and he will answer your prayer. If you hold on to ill will towards others, you probably won't pray. You're going to have to let some things go in your life if you're going to get to pray because they'll keep you from praying. There's just some things in life that will stop you from praying. And one of them is when you have ill will towards somebody that will cause you to stop praying because you automatically know that your prayers aren't being heard. And so those are things you have to look at things in your life. Sometimes we can look at things in life and realize, you know what, God, my prayers are not going to get answered because there's some things I need to get straight first. And generally, you can straighten those things out in prayer. Pray for one another. Pray for one another. It's so important as a church. Obviously, number one, that we love one another, and that's number two here. Continue in love. Pray for one another. Continue in prayer. Be in prayer, but continue in love. And Verse thir uh, chapter 13, verse 1 of Hebrews, we read this verse, let brotherly love continue. Let brotherly love continue. In other words, that doesn't, it means just, it always is. It, it doesn't stop. It just always is. It's a continuing thing that we have love for one another. It's not temporary. It's permanent. It's the nature of, of God is that he is love and those that belong to the Lord Jesus Christ what is it that we have in our lives? We have this perennial love for the brethren in the church and those that we, I can meet somebody in an airport 
I told the story many, 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 many months, perhaps even a couple, two or three years ago, but I was in the airport and um, I had some time before the flight was leaving. And I hate flying, by the way, it has nothing to do with the message, but I was flying and I'm I just not too, not too fond of it. Just the process, right? But I had some time to kill, and I, and I, I kind of was pleased with that. I was headed back, back here, and I had a couple hours. And so I had I tucked myself against the windows, and so I, I didn't, I had a little, kind of a, a space there, right? And I had got my bag out, and I had my, had my Bible out, and this couple came walking up, and they sat, oh, as close as that chair is to me, maybe even a little closer, of course, on the same level, very close to me. And I pulled my Bible out. And um, this gentleman, he, he just instantly beelined straight at me. He wasn't far from me, but he just, he saw me get out my Bible and he just came straight to me. And uh, he was a man of God. He was a man of God. And we sat there and chatted. And I just, uh, I delighted so much in just spending, honestly, we chatted for a couple hours. We, and we were both getting on the same flight. We didn't. I, I didn't even know it until I got to the to the uh, the place, and we were we were both headed uh, for Cedar Rapids. And uh, he was he was a missionary. Honestly, he had just had landed in the country and was headed to Cedar Rapids, and uh, to preach. And I tell you, I had such sweet fellowship, Nate. It was just. I mean, it was just a wonderful time together. And I just. Uh, Got off the plane, and I, I, he was parked pretty close to me, too. The folks that picked him up had parked close to where I was. And I went over to him, and I just said, you know, I doubt I'll ever see you again, but I'm really excited to see you in heaven. Just because uh, I just felt such a bond of friendship. With him. How does that happen? That happens in Christ. When somebody's a brother or sister in Christ, there's just something. You don't, you don't have to know them. You have something that is so in common. That you can have love for a brother that you meet just on the path of life, that you just cross paths with a Christian and just have a, a brotherly love and, a, and a affection for one another very, very rapidly. Why? Because you have, you have the most important thing in the world. You know, if, if somebody's got the same baseball team that they're a fan of, you can have a conversation with them. You know, ladies, you may have things that you like to talk about and you know, maybe children, grandchildren, and you can swap pictures with a stranger perhaps on the plane. Oh, this is my grandchildren. They can show you theirs, and you, you have something in common there. We can find commonality with, with people in generally perhaps. But when you sit down next to a believer, oh, that's all different. That's all different. It's not just a commonality. There's a loved one for another that we have, just, just as brothers and sisters in Christ. There's just a natural thing that we have love one for another. And it's so important that we continue in love one for another. Love those who have offended you. Love those who are blessing to you. Pray for God to bless those that have offended you. Be a blessing to them any way you can. That's our call as believers is that we love one another and that we, we're, we're human beings. We're, we're going to have occasionally we're going to butt heads or fill in the blank it's just the nature of nature of us but don't let those things stay long in your life pray for one another love one another do you realize that uh, being a blessing to somebody is is a great thing but it pleases God when we go outside just those that we are best friends with it pleases the Lord 
that we help and strengthen those that we don't know. Help and strengthen and pray for those that maybe is somebody that we're not always in agreement with. Understand this, when you forgive, God forgives you. Boy, one of the, the scariest things to me in the Bible to, to believers is this. God says, if, if you won't forgive, I won't forgive you. Wow. God says, I, I'll, I pass on to you freely forgiveness, and that's my expectation for you as well, that you pass on forgiveness freely also. Hold things in your heart. It will cease for you to have your prayers answered. It, it will cease for you to desire to pray. Pray for one another. Pray for those that you, that you think maybe have something against you. Pray for them first. Pray, put them at the top of your prayer list. If you think somebody has something against you, pray, pray for them first. Pray for, pray for people that, that, you don't, that you desire to be friends with, that you don't think are friendly to you. Just, you know, rather than complain about it, pray for them. You know, say, well, so-and-so doesn't, doesn't speak to me. Well, pray for them. You'll develop a love for them just by praying for them. And God will answer your prayer. God will answer you. Sometimes a lot of these problems we have in the love category can be solved in the prayer category. Continue in love, but... Continue in prayer first and then continue in love. Number three, continue being thankful. In verse number 15, it said, By him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Be thankful. First of all, be thankful for salvation. Thankful for the God that sent his son Jesus to save you. But be, be thankful. Be very thankful. Have a grateful heart. Find blessings in the strangest of places. You can always find something in your life that's a blessing. I think generally we go, we go places and things that don't go well stand out real rapidly to us, don't they? You know, if you go in a hotel room and, and there's, it's not clean, it's like ladies, I mean, it doesn't take a New York minute to say, this room is not clean. We need another one. We can't stay here. Or we have to find another hotel. But this is not working. We'll spot something like that right away, right? Because that, attract, that gets our attention. We generally can find something we don't like easily. Um, sometimes, though, everything can be just right, and we don't pay any attention to that at all. We totally, that's just our expectation. Well, it ought to be right. I paid, paid $35 for this room, a couple of, maybe $235. <laughs> be looking for things to be thankful for. If we, if we, we just be grateful hearted. Just be grateful hearted. There's always something good in life that God is going to bring your way. There's always something, there's always a reason God has put you in this situation. Let's don't be grumpy. Let's be thankful. Have a grateful heart. That's why singing is so important. It shows the gratitude in, of our hearts when we sing. See, well, Pastor, I don't sing well. Doesn't make one bit of difference. Just ask Brother Al. He'll explain that to you. Just sing it. I agree with you 100%, Brother Al. God, God's, not, God's not demanding or asking or anything. Singing comes from your heart. You say, well, I don't sing well. It's coming from your heart. Just sing from your heart. 
it pleases the Lord. That's more important than whether you sound good or not. You're singing to praise God. It's not the purpose of, yeah, that guy's a good singer. Mm, that guy can't carry a tune. When you get to heaven, none of us are going to sound any good. We're going to be like, are you kidding me? I thought I could sing. This is, this is music. This is the music. I can't even imagine what music sounds like in heaven. I just, uh, I can't imagine. I, it's just one of those things. Everybody wants to sound as good as you can sound, right? You want to do your best, but you also, your pride says you want to sound as good as you can, right? And you'll, you'll find that, man, I can be in the office in the morning, and man, I'm, I'm just singing along with something, and I'm just, man, singing, and man, the, the voice feels great. Walk out here, going to sing. It's like, <coughs> what's in my throat? It's just, it's just automatic. It's just, it's God saying, yeah, you need me. <laughs> you need me. Uh, your skills or whatever you think is, is, is not, not of great value. And I think when we get to heaven, boy, it's going to be fun to just really be able to sing for the Lord and not be held down by runny noses and coughs and sore throats and all these things that happen or fill in the blank. And all of us will be singing praises to God in such a voice that we never, never sang before, such power that we never had before. We'll have a new body a glorified body. And to whatever degree you think you can sing, you're going to realize, oh, that wasn't singing. That was nothing. Whatever degree you think you couldn't sing, you think, now this is real singing. Real singing to the Lord Jesus Christ. Be of grateful heart. Be of a grateful heart. Sing from your heart. Find a blessing in life. Don't look for the, don't look for the bad. Look for the blessings that God can bring into your life. There's never a situation that God hasn't allowed you to be in it. Find it. Solve it. Be blessed by it. Whatever reason he's brought you into it, sometimes it's just he's brought you into situations because he wants to teach you something. Learn it. Don't despise it. Be of grateful hearts. Be looking for those things. Number one, continue in prayer. Continue in love. Continue being thankful. And just last, just a minute or two, continue in preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Certainly not the least important of the group, but very important is that we continue in the gospel, that the truth of the gospel might continue. It says in Galatians chapter 2, the truth of the gospel might continue. I love the fact that this church's name is Gospel Light Baptist Church. What a wonderful name for a church. The most important thing in a church's life is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. This morning I would ask you this. The gospel is simply this. It represents the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what salvation looks like, believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for you. Understanding that he is the son of God without sin, lived a sinless life, and he died on the cross for you and that he was buried. They put him in a tomb. But the stone in front of the tomb that was massive, that could not be moved, make sure he was secure and he couldn't get out. His, his followers wouldn't come and try to steal him away. He was buried, and that he rose again, and that he's alive forevermore, and he's your savior. He died on the cross, but he's not dead now. He's alive forevermore. He's alive forevermore. 
If you don't know him as your Savior, trust him today. Know that your God is hearing your prayers. God knows you and you're his child. Let's all stand together, every head bowed and every eyes closed, please. Nobody looking around. Say, Pastor, I'm not sure I'm saved this morning. I believe in God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins, but I've never received him. I've never accepted the gift of salvation. It's a free gift. It comes just by the asking. If you believe these things with all your heart, and you'd like to trust Christ as your Savior this morning, please come. Just you can come down any aisle, and I'll meet you. And we take the Word of God and show you how you can know for sure that you're on your way to heaven. It's a lady. If you come, we'll have a lady take you and, and show you from the Bible how you can know Christ. If it's a man, I'll take you and show you from the Bible how you can know Christ as your Savior. Don't leave here without him today. We'll have our invitations sung. Come quickly. Satan will try to hold you back and tell you another day, another time. Today's your day.